Mayo is not the most likely place to find the Oriental East, and yet at the Cluna Health Centre, some miles to the southwest of Westport, you can find yourself in what is virtually a totally Eastern environment. Not so much physically, though the setting is quite Spartan, but principally philosophically, as Sonia Kelly, the proprietress at Cluna, is completely immersed herself in Eastern thought, and she runs the health centre on those lines. However, like all the other guests or inmates that were there with me, I didn't know this before I got there. And prior to this, my image of the health farm was one of millionaires floating around, eating lettuce leaves, drinking champagne and losing weight by the minute. This kind of luxury or pampering you won't find at Cluna. However, you will definitely lose the weight, which is why most people go there. All the rest of the regime, which brings relaxation and a changing in thought process, comes at the same time. But the weight will go. It has to, because you just don't eat. Well, the only fasts we do here are three to four day fasts, because you need to be very experienced to conduct longer ones. Although you can fast up to 100 days. Without doing your, your health any damage? Oh yes, there's a point between um, fasting and starving. And starving begins when the natural or the vital organs of the body begin to be used. But up to that point it's only fasting. And when you're experienced you always know when to start the person eating again. But you see, it's really better here because here you have all the other cleansing things as well. Like you're having the sauna and you're doing the exercises and all these things are helping to cleanse your body of the toxins that have caused the disease in the first place. What's the maximum amount of weight that anybody has lost here? Well, the best one was uh, a young man I had about two weeks ago and he lost 18 pounds. But on the same week as he was here, there was a Dublin lady and she lost a stone. But the average weight loss is a pound a day. Although if people are on a fast, they do tend to lose more. And that man now that lost the 18 pounds, he was just here for a week? A week. Six days, in fact. And what did he do for the six days? Well, he was fasting for three days, but otherwise he just did our normal routine. And why would you think he lost so much more than anybody else? Well, I think he had a good deal to lose, and um, he was somebody who drove a bus, and I think he had very little activity in his normal life, so that when he did the exercises and did our long walks and he lost a lot of water in the sauna, for instance, I think all these things helped. Needless to say... When people are not eating, there's one subject that dominates all conversation at the lunch table. I thought you were fasting. Yeah, but I mean, that's my first day. It's my breakfast. Apparently I'm allowed two oranges for breakfast, so I'm, I'm keeping them one for now and one for supper. Did you not have them? No. Fasting no. is fasting, my dear. No. You're indulging yourself. No, I'm not. Oh, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Tomorrow you can gloat. I'm not. I'm, I'm just drinking water. <laughs> Are you really? You're not going to have your orange at all. No. Okay. I want to stick to it. And you don't want a fruit drink, a lemon drink. Then... I'll have a lemon drink. All right. So that's one lemon drink. You'll have the black currant cream. Uh, You're having ripe beer, for goodness' sake. There's many calories in ripe no, beer. <laughs> 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 orange. Uh, uh, no. I'm, I'm not hungry, actually. You're not. Don't make it worse by saying I'm not hungry. <laughs> I wasn't hungry when I wake up. We talked all night. We went to bed at nine. 
We talked talk to him, right? My father-in-law spent about four years in a German prisoner of war camp, um, Japanese prisoner of war camp, and um, didn't have salt. And now he just eats mountains of salt, you know, ever since, yeah. having had four years without any salt. I oh, couldn't I didn't imagine have salt. eating meat without salt. No, no. no. eggs. Yeah. The sugars I know are very bad for you, refined sugar especially. Mm. I try with the children and sort of sweeten things with honey if I can and that sort of thing. I don't know if it does any good. I don't like white sugar very much. Yeah. 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 Yes, it's very nice. Yeah, I was in Dublin. Super. It's really nice. It's the same way. Cook it for three quarters of an hour though. Yeah, it takes longer to cook, but it's super. It's delicious. I used to live in a flat in London. All I could afford was brown rice and eggs. And so the conversation continued about brown rice and eggs as we sipped our glass of water with a slice of lemon or orange in it. Strangely enough, these food conversations didn't drive you mad because somehow you were relaxed at the idea of not eating. One of the ways of arriving at this relaxed feeling is breathing. Now, not normal breathing, but the deep breathing associated with yoga. We're only using two-thirds of our lung space, in fact, so that there's two-thirds just lying there, not doing anything much at all except breeding germs and you don't digest your food properly because it doesn't get oxygenated and you don't eliminate the toxins from your blood properly either if you don't breathe. So we're going to start by learning how to breathe. So the ordinary way we breathe is called top or shallow breathing. Then you have middle or rib breathing in which you can expand your rib cage as you breathe in and there's lower or abdominal breathing in which you actually press out your abdomen as you breathe in. This means that the air is coming down into the lower part of the lungs and it's forcing up the diaphragm. So this is what you have to try and aim to do. But now we're going to start with three breathing exercises. And the first one is called Two Hands Push the Sky. So if you watch me, I'll demonstrate it first and then we'll do it together. Now you breathe in and it's important to coordinate the movements with the breathing. Now. Flip your hands over, breathe out, you come up on your toes, and this is where you push the sky. Still breathing out, you come down, flip your hands over, breathe in, breathe out. Now, the next exercise is called the cleansing breath, because as we never breathe in properly, we never really breathe out properly either, and we have these pockets of stale air in our lungs. So for this, again, you breathe into the count of eight. 
Now you force the air out through your mouth in little short puffs like this. And you keep on puffing until there's no air whatsoever left in your lungs. Then you take a deep breath in through the nose and relax. So can we do that all together? Breathing in, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Puff. Good, then a deep breath in. And relax. The lesson in breathing opens the yoga class and every morning after that we did the breathing exercises to help us relax and to make sure that our lungs were full of good clean air for the yoga class proper. I suppose I need hardly tell you that the word cigarette, never mind the actuality, would not be tolerated in yoga circles, certainly not at Cluna. So with the knowledge of those incredibly clean lungs full of good clean air, the class continues. because the palms are power centers of the body and it's important for them to be able to absorb energy from the air. Now, you're lying like this and you're doing your deep breathing. And this is the position we assume after each of the following postures because it's during this position that the blood is flowing into the organs and muscles you've had under tension and flushing them out. going to bend your legs because that's cheating a bit but it's a little easier to begin with. Now keep your hands where they are please. Down. Yes, now push on the ground with your hands and you push yourself off. Now your hands come to your hips for support. Right oh, up. No, 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 no. I'm holding you, you can't. Keep your hands there for support. Now you prop your body up on your hands. Keep your legs together. Now, <laughs> how can you go over when I'm holding you? You just try and get your point of balance. Now, with your feet nicely together. You see? Now, you're doing it. Well, the legs supposed to be straight and stop us on your Yes, they sh you should aim at having them completely straight. It's also called the candle posture. So, you see, you should be right up like a candle. But, of course, yeah. when you're... Uh, yes, right up on your shoulders. Like that? Yes, that's very How good. Do you that now? I, know I'm, I'm, I feel as if I want to stop it off. <laughs> I don't feel really a bit safe. You feel like that in the beginning. Now, again, you breathe in as you raise your legs up to this position, but this time you drop your legs backwards until your feet touch the floor. Or if you like to kneel on your forehead like this, you might find it a little bit easier to start with. Then you straighten your legs and you're on the floor. So you come back in the same way, very slowly, with the head on the ground, feet down, and relax. Well done. That's very good, too, for the first time. Now, how about more? Oh, you stuck. Now. Now, if you like to aim at kneeling on your forehead, 
It shows the angle your legs have to be at, you know, mm. nice and low. And then if you straighten out, can you straighten your legs now? Yes, that's good. I won't push you any further today, but you're really quite a short distance from the floor. All right, back you come. Now the next one is the one that I think is hard. It's a combination of the last two, of the locust <laughs> and the cobra, and it goes like this. You catch first one ankle, then the other. Now you straighten up off the ground, shoulders and thighs coming up until you can rock. And this is a very important exercise because it's affecting your thyroid gland and thus your metabolism. So that if anyone's overweight, this is particularly important for them. Or if anyone has diabetes, this is the exercise for them. Right. Which was the one for varicose veins? The shoulder stand. <laughs> now, shall I come to everybody in Very nice, supple back. Look at that. It's beautiful. Okay, relax. Now, see how Mary Harvey again is really expert at this one. Oh, okay. Okay, relax. That's very good. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but that's very good. No, you're not doing anything wrong, Maria. It's just that it's a very hard one to get yeah. right in the beginning. Now, let's see how Claire's getting on. Well, good that you've got hold of your toes anyway. Now, head coming right up to you, See, this is going to be easy for you, because your back is nice and soft and tough. Now, how does that feel? Now, you, you're doing the yoga here. Do, do you mind me asking you what age you are? I do, but I'm well over 60. And uh, how do you find it? Oh, I love it. I mean, but do I, you find it difficult to do? Well, I just get the cramp occasionally. Well, that was one of the reasons my circulationism was a bit poor, and uh, that's why I decided to do it, though I've been interested in it for years and read about it. Why so were you interested in doing well, it? Well, I think we have a lot to learn from the, 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 the cults in the Far East. They're a very, very old civilization. And uh, I've been very interested in the disciplines of it too. Yeah, I think it's a, it is good for a person to have certain disciplines, and uh, this to me is, is something I always wanted to do. Now, a lot of people of your age would say, "Oh well, I'm past that now." You you feel uh, they would, but uh, I never feel that I'm old. And so, as the first day progressed, it became very obvious that the week was not going to be just a week of starvation. The day, the programme, was very well thought out in that activity was spread throughout the day, which staved off boredom for those who couldn't take the idea of being alone, and yet there was time to be alone if you wanted it. Despite the fact that it was quite clear that you would lose the weight, which, as I said, was the primary concern of most of the people going there, it soon became evident that the overall benefit from Cluna lay elsewhere. 
For those that came very tense with lines on their faces, you could virtually watch the lines and the tension ease out of them. The philosophy of living, her philosophy of living, was there in the tapes played at lunchtime. Some people heard those not at all, and for others they formed the base of a new approach to thinking and living. A place like Cluna has a different attraction for different people. The bus driver who lost his £18 was presumably very pleased about that. Regular clients there are three nuns who work long and hard hours in a very large geriatric hospital. Others just come there to get away from it all. Um, my sister-in-law was here about three weeks ago and um, she rang me when she came back and she was after losing £11. And uh, two friends that, she, that was there with her had lost a stone each. So that really made me... Would you say she'd been trying to lose weight now before? She, she was came? trying to lose weight for a long time, the, especially a half a stone, which she really wanted to get off, and it just she just wouldn't budge. She just couldn't do anything about it, but mm. it just seemed to fall off her once she came here. Mm. You didn't really come here for losing weight, you didn't? No, I just came to get away from home and to relax, and, and which I've done. I feel very relaxed. Would you say that you're a naturally tense sort of a person? Very much so, yes. A warrior? Yes, an awful warrior. <laughs> and so where did the benefits come to you from being here, would you say? Well, I think what, what sort of... Like, was it from walking in the fresh air or from the yoga or from oh, being I think Oh, I think a com- combination of everything, really. The sauna, the massage, the walking, the yoga, everything all together, really. Mm. How did you find the yoga? Very relaxing. Um, I found that I was relaxing more and more every day, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's helped me. I look, look as though I'm more relaxed. I feel I'm more relaxed. Were you surprised at how easily you got into very complex positions? Yes, yes, very surprised. And how do you feel now when you're in those contorted positions? Um, beginning to get, become more relaxed as every, every day progresses. Um, I feel more relaxed in them. Do you think you'll keep it up? I hope so. I hope to, I hope to get into a routine. Um, you know. Mm. When I what get gave back. you the idea of coming here in the first place? Um, because I'd been to a health farm before in England, and I wanted to find something that was on the same line as this one in England, which this is. This is. It's the same principle as the one in England, and um, I think it's very good. Mm. Any complaints? No, not at all. Very happy. Mm. Did you find time heavy on your hands? No, I found that the, the day went very quickly. Um, no, no complaints that way. Is it the sort of place you'd like to come to with a husband or would you prefer to come on your own? No, I think on my own. I think it's nice to be on your own. The only time you can sort of be on your own is this sort of place. I think you'd go mad with a husband. Can you tell me why you came here? Well, the last few months in London have um, just been so hectic socially and I've been drinking far too much. Um, and I just wanted to get away from everybody. So it wasn't really a matter of wanting to lose weight that brought you here? No, it was more for my mental health. And it was suggested to me about two weeks ago by a friend of mine who'd been here um, that this might be the place for me to get away from it all. And did uh, what d- was the best aspect of the week for you? The freedom and the remoteness and the, the telephone strike. <laughs> Just to be out of communication yes, with everybody else. absolutely. And in the normal day, what was the nicest part of the day for you? Just the... Um, I, think, I think the walk. The walk. 
really walk over the hills and uh, it's a beautiful part of the country and one could either walk with the group or walk by oneself and normally I walked alone and it, it, it's it's been tremendous. You had a number of personal problems that you wanted to think over. Yes, yes and I just couldn't see the, the um, wood for the trees so having been here for almost a week things are much clearer to me now and I, I just feel so much better. Did you lose weight as well? I did. <laughs> I lost about, um, about five and a half pounds. In how many days? In five days. Four and a half days. Hmm. So, have you criticisms? Uh, I, really, I, I really hadn't thought about it. It just suited me beautifully being here. And, and I know that in the future that I'll come again. It's, it's, it's just a wonderful part of the country and the space and the lack of people. What gave you the idea of coming here in the first place? Um, I think I heard about it from a friend. I've been sort of thinking about uh, oh, over a year of um, coming, or coming to a health farm anyway. The principal yeah. reason being? Well, just to lose some weight really. That mm. I'd, um, I put on about a stone when I was having my last baby and never managed to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And so I decided it was time to come and really shed a few pounds and then maybe I could carry on dieting when I got home. Yeah. And will you do that, do you think? Oh, I think so, yes. I think it's given me that incentive, you know, the loss of the first few pounds anyway, yeah. to get going and, mm -hmm. and really stick to a diet. To what extent were you, would you say, trying to get away from it all? Oh, I think that came into it as well. Um, lovely idea just to spend a week entirely for myself. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I haven't done that since before I was married. That's sort of one thing I was curious about. I mean, have you been on your own before since you were married? No. No, I don't think I have. Oh, well, yes, I have, actually, because my husband used to get a, have to go away a lot. Yes, when we were first married, we were mm. separated a lot. And then um, certainly in the last two or three years, I haven't been anyway. Would you regard that as a treat now, just to be on your own looking at Yes, yeah. If you were to take in the, the total day, what did you enjoy, would you say, the most? Oh, heavens. Um, I think the yoga actually. I enjoyed that. I enjoy learning about that, and I'm looking forward to keeping that going. Do you think you will? Yes, I'm sure I will. What would you imagine will be the main benefits that you'll get from it? Well, I think to be generally fit and to trim up, you know, lumps of fat from here and there. Um, I think that really, and, and relaxation too, probably. Do you find it relaxing? I do afterwards, yes. I find, you know, one feels nice and having done that little bit of exercise, mm. you feel you can sort of relax properly. There's no doubt in my mind that the most enjoyable part of the day for me was the walk when every afternoon we were all marched out for the minimum four miles. Now, normally speaking, I'm not an active person or a games person at all. And the only kind of exercise that appeals to me is walking. So, in fact, I sometimes did more than the prescribed four miles. We were situated in a lovely part of the country with some of the most spectacularly beautiful of Irish scenery within a short distance of you. So it was nice to feel, for a change, that something you took pleasure in was actually good for you. It's a beautiful beach in the summer. We come here quite often and there's hardly anybody on it, even though it's uh, miles long and quite near to civilization. That was some wind to walk against. Did you find that difficult? I did, a bit. But it was great coming back. <laughs> Thank you.
you were more or less stalled up at one stage when you were when you were walking. Yes, it was a question of kind of getting your balance really. Head into me. And not resisting. Yeah. Put your head down, kind of. That's what I had to do. The other two. That's a good question. I turned around and they were gone. At one stage, but they were already walking back. You know. I don't know where they turned. You know, you know the way you keep walking along. Mm. And all of a sudden I thought, I, I felt as if I was on my own. I turned around, they were just gone away back, walking back. I don't know. I don't even know where they turned, actually. You know, and you're, I had my head down and I was walking away. Do you take an awful lot of exercise normally, Claire? No, not really. Of course, you'd be on your feet a lot. I'm on my feet a lot, yeah, and I'm, I, ne I, ne I never stop going, really, you know. I'm always on the go. Would and I do take the dog out three or four times a day for a walk. And how long would you go on that? I think well, I'd only go for about a quarter of an hour, you know. It's not the same, really, as a long walk. No, but it? before I came, the week before I came, when I had told me that she had to walk four miles, I did do four miles. Did you enjoy it? Yes, very much. Would you normally walk that much per day? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> You're tired? No. I'm pleasantly tired. I'm not Are exhausted. You yes, fairly hungry at the moment. Yes. <laughs> the walking, the sauna and massage and the yoga are all designed to relax you and to place you calmly in control of yourself, of your mind, of your body, of your desire to eat and so on. Then there are sessions of simple specialised training in relaxation. These are taped lessons which one listens to while maintaining the corpse position. Tense your arms as much as you can. Now tense them some more. Slowly relax the arms. Feel the difference between your arms as they were tense and now that they are relaxed. Just feel that difference. Now your forehead. Just tense your forehead. Tense it as much as you can. Feel your forehead curling up. Now slowly let go. Slowly, slowly. Just feel that difference between your forehead tense and now that it is relaxed. Just let this feeling of relaxation flow through your body. Keep this thought in your mind that you are gradually relaxing. Now your eyes. Shut your eyes as tight as you can. Tense them. When you have reached your peak, gradually relax. Slowly, slowly open your eyes. Feel that difference between your eyes tense and your eyes relaxed. Just feel that difference. Now tense your nose. 
The great moment of truth comes every evening at about half past seven. That's when you come out of the sauna when you're weighed in before the massage. You're weighed under the same conditions each day after about a half an hour in the sauna. Now, I was under the impression prior to my visit to Cluna that a sauna would not help you lose weight, that its principal benefit was in relaxing you. Oh, no, it does, because for any reason, if people come here and they don't have the sauna, you can always notice that they haven't lost so much weight. And actually, I have sometimes the local men come in and I had about a dozen men last winter and they came every week. They spent an hour having a sauna and a massage. And over a course of ten weeks, one of them lost two stone. And I'm quite sure he wasn't altering his diet in any way. So it showed that it was just from having the sauna, really. And what benefit is derived from the massage? Well, a massage helps to relax you and it helps to tone up your muscles and it helps to break down the fatty tissue and it lowers your blood pressure. It does several things for you like that. And if you've got varicose veins, it's very good as well. It makes the veins more elastic. I would have thought you might actually damage a varicose vein. Oh, no, not at all. Of course, if they're very bad, you have to be rather careful, but they can any... However bad they are, they will benefit from a light massage. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, you said to me something earlier on about um, in Sweden you get beaten with twigs or something after the sauna? Oh yes, well, uh, of course the sauna is really of Scandinavian origin and there you go in and you leap into the ice, maybe having to break a hole in it first to get through to the icy water or you roll in the snow and then you come back and you're beaten with birch twigs which is rather more severe than you get here. You've never considered going quite that far? Well, I've thought about it, but I've decided it might frighten people too much. <laughs> oh, oh! oh, lovely. Mm. Oh. Oh. Oh, lovely. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh. oh. oh goodness, that's hot. And how did you find the saunas last night? Very good. I was really relaxed with them and I thought they were very good. Did you ever have one before? I did, yeah. Oh, did you? I did, yeah. And what about a massage? Did you ever have a massage before? I did, yes. Oh, did you? Where did. did you have that? Uh, I had it in England. And, and I was how in did England. You find it? And uh, very good. Now, but tell I, me something about the efforts you've been making to lose weight. In the efforts I've been trying to lose weight, I've been just trying to cut down on my food. And, how? and I can get the first half stone off pretty quickly, but after that, it just seems to be a struggle. I might get a pound off maybe one week or two, and might go for two weeks before I'll get anything else off, mm-hmm. you know. And what kind of a diet were you on? Then I wasn't in on any particular diet. It was just me just cutting out potatoes and cutting down on the bread and taking smaller portions of my food. That was all. I wasn't in any more or less, you know, strict diet as such. And how do you feel about not eating at all now? Oh, terrific. <laughs> Fly. Do you know, I need to be quite honest, I really feel great about it. I don't, I don't even think of food. I didn't even think of food this morning, did you? No. And what about the water with the lemon in it now? 
and that was just all right. <laughs> I might I might finish the cup tonight. Oh, last night I thought it was terrible. <laughs> you were saying if you got it at home. If I got it at home, I would I, I would just hand it back. According to Sonia Kelly, you should only have to go to Cluna once in your lifetime. From then on, you should have changed your eating habits, you should keep up the yoga, you should think more positively about all aspects of your life. Now, obviously, many of the people that go there don't absorb her total message. For example, I'd be surprised if anyone that was on the course while I was there will, for example, cut out salt completely. However, there are two very strong points swaying you in the direction of her beliefs. One is success, success in losing the weight and feeling extremely healthy and relaxed. And as well as that, she tries to condition you with her tapes, her lectures and her relaxation tapes. Your mind and body have already been conditioned to my voice. So once again, go into a complete state of relaxation. Take a deep breath and slowly exhale. Once again, a deep breath and exhale. Now breathe deeply and slowly. Fine. Keep your eyes closed and you will now feel a complete state of relaxation slowly creeping up over your body. That's fine. You are now beginning to relax all the muscles of your body, starting from your head and going all the way down to your feet. Breathe deeply and slowly. No sound will disturb you. That's fine. From now on, you will begin to program your body into a state of perfect health. A state of perfect health. You are going to be quite sure that the food which you eat from now on is in strict accordance with the dietary rules that you are learning here. From now on, you will plan your eating very carefully and you will develop self-discipline, which is so essential for your success. Relax now. Breathe easily. Deeper and deeper into complete relaxation. give your body enough water and you know that this is not to be in the form of tea, coffee or alcoholic beverages. You are going to do the exercises you have been taught because you realize that to build your body up into a state of perfect health 
Exercise is absolutely necessary. You know that in order for your blood to circulate properly, supple veins and arteries and relaxed muscles are essential. Every time you do the movements, you are going to find them a little bit easier. And as your muscles stretch and relax, and your joints become mobile, you will become more active, more aware of the movements of your body. You will be conscious of a feeling of lightness, as if you are no longer earthbound. Relax now. You continue day by day with the exercises. Your body will become free from pain. It will become free from pain because you are giving it proper nourishment, because you are breathing correctly, and because you are making it slim and supple and juicy. Most of the people who visit the health farm are very satisfied with what they find there and with what happens to them. There is one resident observer there, however, who takes a slightly more cynical view of the whole exercise. Eric Cross, the author of The Taylor and Anstey, lives with the Kelly family. How does he view all of these people who come from all over the country to lose what could be tons of weight between the lot of them? Well, I suppose it does them good. Uh, I think they come here and they get direction. Uh, which maybe I do adopt a little bit of a superior attitude towards it, but I just wonder why they do need direction, why they have to come such a long distance in a lot of cases and at such expense to do what I think. Any person who does a little bit of thinking for themselves should be able to do for themselves. Sonia's emphasis is all the time on health and she's been trying to encourage us to give up salt. Did you give up salt? No, I haven't. Uh, the only thing I gave up was marriage. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't given up salt. Uh, I, don't use, uh, I don't use salt very, very seldom. I might put it into an egg or something like that, but I never make additions of salt. I think we get enough certainly in meat. And, uh, but then, of course, she wouldn't approve of your eating meat either. No, but uh, I do eat meat. But uh, I eat very little, and therefore, because I eat very little, I think I must eat food in the concentrated form of meat. How about smoking? Oh, I smoke, and uh, if smoking doesn't kill me as What's the name said many years ago? I'll smoke till I die. <laughs> You've never been moved by the spirit living here in the midst of all these people who are so health conscious to give up smoking, no? Oh, no, no. No, because I find smoking very, very valuable. I know it's a dirty habit and all the rest of it, but a lot of other things we do are just as dirty. But the psychological benefit I get from it is worth ridicule and the illogic, the uh, arguments put up against it. I, I agree with them all, but I will continue to smoke. But still, again, I smoke very little. I only smoke two ounces a week, which is 
very modest. Alcohol? I drink, but I can go for months without a drink. How about exercise? Well, I go for a walk every day. Mm. You never got involved in the yoga? No. Ever considered it? No, I didn't, no, no. Any particular reason? Well, I don't know. I, I find I'm fit enough. I think at my age I'm fit enough without it. I don't think it do me any good. It might do me some harm. And you feel relaxed enough then? Oh, I do, yes. Does it amuse you to see all these people coming down here? Oh, no, it doesn't amuse me at all. But uh, it surprises me that uh, so many people can't manage to have worked it out for themselves. And they, they do need to come along and, and get assistance and advice. I think possibly the chief thing is they are put into a routine which comes from outside themselves and they wouldn't possibly do it or think of doing it from inside themselves. Perhaps one of the best ways to assess the value of a week like this is with the distance of time. It's some months now since Des Fisher was at the health farm and in the long term it was Sonia Kelly's philosophy of life that impressed him most. She divided uh, the human psyche into, into the subconscious, the conscious and the superconscious. And, and her tip for this self-improvement was to use your conscious mind to act on your subconscious mind so that it could contact the superconscious. Now, I know this sounds very involved and all the rest of it. It's not really. And I genuinely can say to you here and now that I found it has worked for me. By, by applying uh, what appears to be a complicated system, it's not really when you, when you understand it and do it. I've found it, it certainly has benefited me. Now, as I say, all these things move together to form a total package. It was not just a dieting uh, regime, not mm -hmm. just an exercise regime, not just breathing, although breathing was very, very important, but the whole thinking underlined and permeated all the other things she was doing. And I like to be given reasons for why I should do something. I remember another thing she was talking about was that paradise was within oneself and God was within oneself. To what extent would you say that kind of an approach and that kind of a philosophy would upset traditional Irish Catholic thinking? I think you're very right in thinking it would upset many people. I didn't mention that deliberately because uh, I felt it, it, it relates a great deal to my own theology, if I could call it such. I believe uh, that man is God or that man is potentially becoming God. Man is on the way to becoming God. And I see us all uh, eventually merging into God. And this is my concept of eternity, that we become merged into God. For her, also, man was God. Uh, rather more uh, abruptly uh, than I would say it or that I would explain it. But perhaps that's just part of the, the shortness of the tape. But for her, paradise was something you had inside you, potentially, that you cr could create paradise around you, little by little, thought by thought, action by action, in your influence on the people around you. Thank you.